0: Welcome to another edition of the Talking Tigs. I'm your host Scott Gerard. Joined as always by my co-hosts Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, we got another light one for you today, I imagine, because we are all still in lockdown, and so are sports. But we're uh, we're still going to show up for you to bring you whatever we can find week to week until until all this mess is behind us. Uh, so stay tuned, and we'll we'll give you whatever we can find and. Um, uh, to do that, follow us on Twitter at Talking Tigs. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook as the Talking Tigs podcast. And guess what? We're on iTunes and Spotify as well. So, um, want to check in with my co-host as always and see how everyone's doing, especially you guys, because you're you're in Louisiana, which is in uh, I think almost full lockdown mode right now. Um, how's it going, guys? Yeah, you know we are pretty much in lockdown. Uh- it typically,
1: when you say like, I haven't left my house all day, it's kind of like a bad thing. You don't want to
0: admit <laughs> that.
1: But uh, I think a lot of, a lot of people are using that as like a badge of honor right now because they're complying with this, uh, with this full on quarantine, you know, it's, it's a weird feeling and you wake up and I had a conference call for work, but then uh did that and then was still in my, it's still in my room. Like, you know, I did it. I, I could have done it all from my bed. So a weird feeling. Never thought I'd have to live like this. Hope it ends soon. We're just counting down the days till April 13th when the governor said we can come back out of our holes.
2: Yeah, it's so strange. Just nobody even really imagined doing anything like this a few weeks ago. And then yet here we are. I am not to out myself, but I work at a facility that uh, today was deemed essential personnel so i still have to go into work
1: so daniel um, thinks he's real essential now
2: yeah i'm, I'm whispering in john bell's ear
1: um, <laughs> yeah. daniel's but, just one of the bravest among us he's still going in every day and punching that clock
2: right as i serve the the counter at the mcdonald's drive through <laughs> but uh but things are going okay um like tommy said it's strange to be cooped up and whatnot but still moving along and then as days kind of go by, it it hurts a little bit more and more because you have that familiar sports to look forward to, even if it's not something that you're a huge fan of. It's kind of comforting to know that you can turn on and just watch a game or whatever. And now, like nothing's happening, and then everyone is just kind of turned, and then you you look back at the news cycle. That's all you can really think about. And as things kind of spiral, but uh, we are here to hopefully give you a little bit of entertainment and your day off uh, from work if you're at home or in your car or wherever. So. We'll try and make it as uh, pleasant
0: as possible. Right on. Uh, so really quick, I just want to do a wellness check with everybody. Does anybody have cabin fever yet? Uh, yes. Are you just going stir crazy right now? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, we're here for you, Tommy. Daniel, how are you holding up? Well, you uh, get to go to work, so you're probably good.
2: Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I went to work today and will be the rest of this week. We're starting some work-from-home protocols next week, so uh, maybe it'll... Have hit me by then, but I'm doing all right at this point, thankfully.
0: Right on. Uh, I mean, I do mostly you know freelance work, and all of that is suspended until May first. Although we, I do have some uh, like virtual, like I'll, I'm gonna do a, a virtual gig on Thursday. I did one last week, um, but until that, until all this passes, I tell you what, Amazon's hiring, fellas. So I'm a, I'm gonna go over and work with them until. I don't know, I guess, until th- things get figured out. Um, but a I, it's my regards. Yeah, right, right. Um, I, I, I doubt I'll meet him. They're doing they're doing interviews at the airport. Well, I probably shouldn't say they're doing interviews at an airport hotel. So <laughs> it's, it's obviously like a makeshift thing, like all these <clears throat> hospitals that probably might be popping up um i don't know here in atlanta we're still kind of free to move about on our own but I, I don't know i feel like as the days go by that could be less and less of a possibility yeah um, you know like the, th- the thing
1: was is that like a week ago um they were saying like oh yeah we're fine louisiana's not going to change you know like oh we're just going to go with what with the 15-day thing the federal government put out and then a couple days later <laughs> our governor is saying don't move from your house closing all the restaurants. i mean closing all the stores closing all the restaurants takeout oh, yeah, only
2: because orleans parish has like the fastest growth rate i think outside of like new york China. city like, i thought
1: i, I thought they were saying it was like italy numbers or something yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, it was just mardi gras was not that long ago could you like where we are now is totally different than say a month ago because a month ago you know it, i don't know if it was on people's radar maybe they'd heard about it but it wasn't so widespread and there wasn't mm-hmm. all this panic but could you like they wouldn't have had Mardi Gras, obviously, they'd have canceled it, but just imagine if there was one person, all it would have took was one person at Mardi Gras, and just think of all those thousands of people out well, anyway. Well, we don't
1: really know whether or not there was I mean, they, I think there could have been right like- I'm
2: sure there was because <laughs> Mardi Gras was mid-February, and it was already an outbreak in China, I mean in December, so but
0: plenty there were no cases time in the Louisiana. international travelers. Well no, at, that point. Thing, at that point.
1: The thing that I'm like always I'm interested in is I've seen a lot of people saying it's like, what if actually like we like people have been getting it here for like for like, you know, m two months or so, but really we just like got onto it and like realized now.
0: So like I yeah. think that's possible. Yeah, because you know, I, you could have it but not know it. Yeah. Um, which, and
1: especially if you're like young and healthy or whatever, maybe you just like think, man, I just had the worst
0: flu of my life. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway, um, I don't know, this is a sports podcast, so maybe we can, maybe we can talk about some sports real quick. Uh, obviously not too much news came out, but, um, re- recruiting still chugs right along. And, uh, to, to bring us up to speed on that, I'm going to toss it over to you, Daniel. Uh, I know I did see a couple of things, but, um. Why don't you, why don't you fill us in on what's, what's happening recruiting wise. Do, do,
2: do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> some, some late breaking news, but uh, yeah. So uh, as sad as it is to say, the upcoming football season has, uh, I would say, been in some doubt much to Tommy's despair. Wait, no, uh, no it hasn't. What are you talking about? There's, you're the one who texts me every day and you're like, we're not having any football this year. Yeah,
1: I know. I know. I, I yeah, I'm pessimistic, but I'm just like saying that. So that way when, when I do get it, I like, It's
2: like good. Actually, well, uh, in all all hope, we will have some football this year. But for the 2021 recruiting class for LSU next year, um, I would say I'm pretty optimistic. And so there's been some high-profile players who no one's committed yet. But the three guys that made moves this uh, week, so there's uh, four-star defensive end Bryce Langston, uh, cut his schools down to two between LSU and Florida. He is uh, out mm. of the state of Florida. So a lot of people think he's a uh, chomp, chomp, gator bound, but see if we can uh, swipe him there. And then uh, Kane Williams, a uh, four-star safety. I think he's like number 100 overall player in the country uh, out of John Arrett. I think I'm pronouncing that right. Yeah. And um, right. yeah. uh, outside New Orleans, uh, cut his schools down to LSU, Texas A&M and Alabama just uh, today. So um, a lot of people think that he's going to be hopefully an LSU lock and Alabama doesn't scoop him up like they have done with some of our players uh, in recent history. And then uh, lastly, the, the big news today, um, which is Monday, the 23rd uh, was Caleb Williams, the number one dual threat quarterback in the country who LSU has had as one of their top targets for a while, cut his schools down to five. Uh, so he's still got a ways to go, but those five schools were LSU, thankfully, uh, Oklahoma, who a lot of people consider like the other big front runner for him. And then uh, Penn State, Clemson, I uh, would hate to see him go there with Penn State's or uh, with Clemson's recent quarterbacks. And then Maryland, um, who is, he's from Maryland. So I imagine that's yeah. why that's there. That would be pretty ben crazy. And yeah. I have a question. Stay home. Would-
0: yeah. Is his profile picture still him laying down in the LSU locker room?
2: Uh, it is no longer that. Um, um, I'm not really sure why he changed it, but now he's uh, he's kind of just standing there, just looking like a <laughs> looking like a
1: guy. Um, Did you see the picture he posted like with it, where it was like it was like part of an LSU jersey, like half of like a. a Penn State
2: helmet, like it's all morphed, yeah, on. yeah. So, I've seen this. Uh, a few oh, yeah, yeah do yeah. this where are trying to include everybody, yeah, yeah, it's like an edit of them, like in their actual jersey. But then, so in the picture, it's the LSU top and then Maryland, like, um, name and numbers on the front, and then Penn State helmet with the Clemson logo on top of the Penn State, and then he's got a Oklahoma pants on, so it's kind of a mishmash, um, but that is what it is, but that's the, uh, the news for this week. So we shall see if anybody Kane Williams was supposed to commit today and people were thinking he was going to be LSU bound, but then he uh, said some stuff came up. I don't know if it's virus related or other, but um, he, he held off, but we shall see, just to kind of wet your whistle a little bit while there's not much else going on.
1: Yeah. Williams is a, he's a, he's like the top recruit in all the, in the whole 2021 class pretty much. And LSU has been on him for a while. Um, and I know you said like, yeah, everyone pretty much thinks it's LSU or, uh, Oklahoma It'd be a, a difficult task for, uh, for him or for, for us to compete against Oklahoma just because of, uh, Lincoln Riley's success with quarterbacks and winning Heisman's and everything like that. But, uh, you know, we, he's got a great, um, a great track record to look back at with Joe Burrow and hopefully some success with Miles Brennan in the, in the upcoming year. The only thing about that is that if uh, if we get Brennan and he does well and then you get or or potentially you get like a freshman to play some and and do well, there's going to be a lot of a lot of quarterbacks for him to uh, to look at. Whereas I think Oklahoma, I don't think they're I don't think their guy right now. I forget his name, but he he played. Yeah, I don't think that guy's the future for them.
2: Yeah, well, he was like, he was in the number one or the number two rated quarterback in the 2019 class. And then, obviously, he sat behind uh, Jalen Hurts, but he's the heir apparent there this year. So, I don't know if you would want to have the number one overall quarterbacks pretty much, like, competing against each other in back-to-back years. I mean, some schools, like Clemson. Clemson or, does that,
1: yeah. Yeah,
2: um, with Trevor Lawrence and DJ Ugulele and and whoever else. But uh, I guess we'll see. I imagine it'll come down to the... Say him, thinking like, do I want to be that guy immediately? Which she, in all likelihood, could be at LSU. At LSU, yeah. Um, or whether he's like, I want to be at the program which has shown consistency and pushing prospects to the next level. Which maybe Oklahoma, maybe Clemson. Who knows? But
1: it's also like, do you want to do you want to be like a big fish in a small pond, or and pretty much not be able to compete in the playoff, or kind of go play at LSU where there's a you know you got more of a chance for at least. In the past, we've seen that LSU and the SEC in general have been better contenders for titles.
0: Yeah, uh, just based on this la- the game last year, uh, Lincoln Riley, yeah, he's had some success with his offense and his quarterbacks, but his team got demolished uh, by LSU. And, you know, if you're just keeping score, Coach O is only one behind him as far as having Heisman winning quarterbacks. So, <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> well, the only way to go is up. But um, I don't know if we covered this last week, but do we, did we talk about Peter Parrish? Because he is, um, I don't know, I think he's indefinitely suspended, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We didn't awesome. really hear why. You know, it's quote-unquote violation of team rules or, or something like that. But I, I, that's, that's all that I could pick up on. Is that, uh, do you guys hear anything different?
1: I want to say I want to say when when Josh came on 2 weeks ago he was it was kind of one of those things where I think right when we caught Josh he wasn't practicing but uh like he well, but we didn't know there hadn't been an official statement made. Right. So yeah, it's you know the violation of team rules. I think if you're a, if you're a uh if you pay attention to the program you kind of know what that means at least if you pay attention to the rumors. And so um but regardless you know, it's, it shows that Coach O, he, doesn't, he, he, runs his, he runs his program the way that he wants it to be run. And, and regardless of who you are, whether you're the sack leader, uh, you know, before the biggest game of the season at that time, uh, Michael Divinity, you know, the, the example being Michael Divinity, or you're a, uh, a top recruited quarterback who, you know, many, many people thought might be um, the next guy. Uh, he, you know, Coach O has standards, and he and he uh, applies them equally. So um, it's unfortunate to see. Uh, I I really was interested to see Peter Parrish play, uh, and I was excited when we picked him up. But uh, you know, if he's not bought in, they they talk about that buy in and how LSU this past team, the national championship team, every person was bought in and on, <clears throat> and uh, Joe Burrow would call you know pri- uh, un- un- what do you call it <clears throat> sorry coughing, do a my of, a coughing over there. got a lot of corona yeah.
0: whoa whoa quarantine him <laughs> can we get you a test <laughs> um
1: but they would talk about how joe burrow would would have players like player held practices on his own it weren't mandatory and and, it would, and everybody would show up just because everybody was 100 percent bought in on this team and success and you know if Coacho feels like uh, there's somebody in there who's you know put other things ahead or or is not um, as bought in, I, I can see why you just say, "All right, man, sorry, you know, you're gonna have to go."
0: Yeah, and I think uh, unfortunately, with you know the addition of TJ Finley and Max Johnson, it's this is going to put him way behind, and I don't know if we ever would see him because um, with Miles presumably the starter and probably tj nipping at his heels uh this puts him at the back of the pack so i, I don't know i, I imagine someone's going to transfer out before fall and it's my guess would be him
1: <laughs> yeah i would i think we'll probably see him transfer as well um because he's a talented guy you know i think he was was he the top quarterback in alabama daniel was uh,
0: yeah. the top yeah.
1: threat he he was definitely the top dual threat, and he played in an Alabama State Championship and beat uh, to, his, to his brother. brother.
2: I think yeah. to his brother was actually, or Talia was a little bit higher ranked than him. But oh, really, yeah,
1: I mean Talia is not—he's not that good.
2: But. Some people were thinking he might be trying to transfer out of Alabama. Um, yeah, with. That was Mack- a
0: rumor i saw that. mac
2: jones trying to or gonna be the starter there or not obviously but most likely and then uh they got the number one quarterback of the country bryce young coming in so uh he might be getting squeezed out so may see him uh hit that eligible immediately in the transfer portal talia
1: was looking at lsu he was uh he i think lsu was like number two or number three
0: in his recruiting uh-huh um yeah but i mean he I'm sure his brother – I mean, his brother was already there. So whoever was two or three, it's like, you know, there's no such thing as a second place at that point. Uh, I mean, you could say that LSU was, but uh, he was definitely going to Alabama. But now that two is gone, you know, unless his parents are like, hey, uh, you know, we we moved here for your brother, we, you know, we'd kind of like you to stay here because if you move, I don't know. Maybe – I don't know if they would follow him, but his family's already got roots in Tuscaloosa. But I don't know. That'd be – I don't know if they need to throw throw, uh, Talia into the mix again. Like, if he wanted to come to LSU, I'm sure I would entertain it. But Well, just from what I've heard, regardless of whether he goes
1: to LSU or, you know, I don't know where he's going to go, but I would not be surprised if he transferred because a lot of the rumors around, um, you know, Tua and one, you know, I don't know if any – I don't know if you all heard about this, but, you know, that national championship where Tua came in and won the game everybody was kind of saying, you know, oh, why, uh, why does he come in in the second quarter or the second half? Like, you know, what's up with this? And it looks like a stroke of genius when you're just watching the game because, oh, I guess Nick Saban knew something we didn't. You know, he just puts in this, this freshman phenom or whatever who goes in and, and, you know, wins the game. But the rumor I heard, and I, I think I believe this, was that Tua and his family had been pushing all season long, I need to play, I need to play, I need to play. And, th- and they had said to Nick Saban, if he doesn't play this season, he will, tr- we will transfer. And so basically Nick Saban was say- had almost conceded that championship and was saying, well, you know what? I want to keep Tua. So go in there, do what you got to do. And then of course they ended up winning, but um, that, and then along with like, I heard some, some stuff about when he, t- when he got injured and you know, is he going to come back? Blah, 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 all this kind of stuff that they that Tua and the the Tagovailoa family are not as tight with the Alabama program, I think, as it as it used to appear. But I don't know. That, that's all speculation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's that's what we need, though, is speculation
0: until we hear otherwise.
1: Yeah, it's not like we've got any any actual ball
2: plan right now. Exactly. Oh, and then I, I did have one other note um, in terms of a big. Uh, graduate transfer, uh, Oklahoma starting running back Trey Sermon transferred to Ohio State um, as a graduate transfer eligible immediately. So he will probably take the starting job there after J.K. Dobbins has left Ohio State and their backup, Master Teague, who was a pretty good running back in his own right, was expected to be the starter. But I think he, he had some sort of injury in spring practice. And so maybe Trey Sermon saw this as an opportunity to to jump ship i think he had some some talented backs behind him and then head to ohio state who um in all likelihood is going to be one of the biggest contenders again this year so kind of the rich get richer there but uh so that'll be something to watch out for when the season rolls around yes when not if if
0: but when but when it rolls around um but until that happens the um i'm sure you guys saw this the the sec network was uh giving its fans, uh, you know, just something to kind of bide our time with, uh, giving each team, you know, its kind of own day. And, you know, we had talked last week about what we would want to watch. Um, and LSU Day had some, some good ones on it. I don't know. I think they're kind of limited to what their, <laughs> their broadcast rights, what they already had. But, I, you know, at least they had the LSU-Georgia football game and the national title game. Of course, which I watched uh, along with some other stuff. Uh, did you guys get it? What, what did you guys get a chance to watch? Yeah, I watched a lot of the uh, the different SEC
1: days or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Watched the the national championship as well. Watched the Georgia game, uh, SEC, SEC championship. You're right. Yeah, they didn't. I was actually disappointed because when I was looking at um, looking at the TV guide or whatever for the whole day, you know, Florida and Georgia and uh tennessee and alabama on all their days they had like it was like all football games but for us we didn't get a lot of football games (laughs) so yeah i think you're right i think it was broadcast rights or something like that but um yeah you know yeah so but it was uh you know it was it was like nice to watch i guess like it's all you got and that was actually the first time i'd watched the national championship since it actually happened was last night Mm. um which i don't know why uh, now that i'm thinking about it i'm like this is kind of weird cuz i've watched other games i watched the bama game again i watched uh the texas game again but yeah it was cool to watch oh i guess i know why now i know why uh, there isn't a good stream of it on youtube <laughs>
2: so, <laughs>
0: yeah. so um did anything uh, did anything new pop out or was it just kind of good to watch watch it all again and its glory um you know what you know what
1: actually did pop out this not did not pop out to me at this is not national championship related, but this did pop out to me at the, uh, after, uh, actually, I guess it is kind of national championship related. So I watched, I rewatched the Texas game like on Thursday night or something like this past Thursday. And I had forgotten how much playing time Leonard Fournette got like he was, he was like the number two. I mean, it was, he was splitting time with, with Clyde.
0: Yeah. Up and, until a certain point though.
1: Well, yeah. in this Texas game, like he was, he was all over the field. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in my mind when I'm just like thinking about the season, I had I had thought that he like left the team basically right before the season started or something. It was
2: like and after like week four or something. Yeah, I didn't remember. But it you that don't rem- way. you don't remember that because he kind of faded away as Clyde took the the mantle. Really?
1: Yeah. So like I had thought in my mind when I'm just watching this game, I'm like. Or when I'm when I'm thinking when I think about the season in my head, I'm like, oh, I guess Leonard left like right before week one, or maybe right after week one, whatever. But then I'm watching this game and Leonard and tw- I'm like, who's 27? <laughs> These guys do, doing all kinds of stuff. I'm like, who is this? And then it's uh, turns out it's you know Leonard Fournette. So it really is. And then when you when you watch the national championship, you think about it, it's like, man, what do, you know how what does he feel like right now? Like, I wonder if he's kicking himself for not staying on the team because yeah i mean in all likelihood he'd be a national champion
0: yeah well i mean he played so he'll, he'll get a ring but just to be on that field to experience it that's well and he would he probably, probably would have been, been he probably would have been he would have gotten playing time you know? yeah yeah then he gave him some carries sure yeah. um daniel did you uh did you get a chance to check out anything uh, i did not really get a chance
2: to, to watch most of yesterday um, unfortunately i i went to a. Uh, family crawfish boil it was the first time i had crawfish this year it was very nice uh wanted to get a good meal in before uh, my impending lockdown
0: yeah, i'm but, guessing there were nine people there i thought
2: you were about to say before my impending death <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my my doom on the horizon <laughs>
0: right. but
2: uh i think there were one two three four five six there were eight total so uh i think we were Perfect. good to go um eight and two dogs if that makes 10 but uh right we had a good time so uh she was in my mind but crawfish was in my stomach Amen. you know i'm but, uh, so
1: mad I, I uh don't tell don't tell the governor but i went home this weekend and uh i was and i planned this trip home like a month ago and uh and like the whole time i was like i have to go to cormier's which is like the big crawfish place in monroe and like I, I mean, I've lived in Baton Rouge for what, like collective three years now. And I've been to all the different, I've been to a bunch of different crawfish places, been to crawfish places in Lafayette had crawfish in new Orleans. I'm telling you, there's nowhere, like Cormier's is the best. And I've confirmed this with other people who have tried crawfish in South Louisiana. Like <laughs> find, You know, if the listeners, if you can find me a better place, let me know. I'd be glad to try it. But I think Cormier's is the best, but, so I was so excited to go get some and then, literally you know a week before i go to uh no was it a week it was the sunday before so four days before i go home they cancel all the restaurants oh you know? and like and we could have gotten we were going to try and get them and like bring them in to uh like bring them in home in the house but it's like not the same you want to eat it at a restaurant it's just it's just a pain it's terrible so that was really a crushing defeat to me uh mm. i thought i'd just share that with you Oh, thank you.
0: <laughs> my uh, condolences. <laughs> we, yeah. And in these trying times, thank you for sharing your dismay. Um, well, I, I've actually heard of Cormier's. Never been up there. I've been to Monroe before, but never never to Cormier's. But I, I definitely have heard of it. Um, my spot in Lafayette was, I think, Randall's or the Boiling Point or something. Boiling Point was way out in the middle of nowhere. There's there's one in Lafayette, the one I went to. I think it's called Daddy's
1: or Granddaddies. Okay that's like that's like a that's i now i went there and those were those were real good okay um it wasn't now i i still think Cormier's was better but sure um they were that was i think it's called granddaddy's. Mm-hmm. So, yeah
0: um but yeah i mean it is it is the season but uh, unfortunately we can't partake in large groups um, but I was able to watch a little bit. I watched a little bit of the LSU Mississippi state game. I did not watch all 17 innings or whatever it was because uh, I just who has that kind of time. Um, but I did watch the title game. Um, I don't know. I, I think my observations were mostly the same. Although I feel like Kalevan Chaseon was inches away from making big plays like a few times in that first half, which, you know, could have changed things, but I think that just would have made the inevitable happen sooner. Cause as you watch the game go along, you can see LSU just kind of taking over, but uh Clayton chase on really, really had a good game, even though the, you know, the stats early on weren't there, but uh, I also watched right before that game was the LSU G- gymnastics winning the SEC title. And, I don't usually watch gymnastics, but I was like, well, I'll just leave it on here until the game starts. Uh, but it was, it was entertaining. Um yeah. few observations. I didn't know this, but, uh, cause we haven't covered this in our previous uh, LSU gym coverage, but it was their third straight title, which is pretty phenomenal. But um, something else is uh, Mary Lou Retton's daughter, who is, most of you may or may not know she was a, a gold medal gymnast for the usa team uh back in 84 i believe her daughter is on the team uh, and she did really well but the craziest thing that stuck out to me is the gym coach diddy bro she's mm-hmm. been the coach there for 42 years yeah she's like yeah, an institution i know it's like she's been a coach there longer than we've we've all been alive and i'm just trying to think it's like what job have i had up until now that i could see myself at for 42 years (laughs) and never like you you, there's no promotion there it's like that is your job there's that's the top of the ladder so that's just uh that's kind of crazy to think about but um kudos to her uh uh, for you know having that job for that long but just just having such a great program uh three titles in a row that was awesome um
1: one you know one other thing that i was that i that i noticed kind of watching from watching probably the most important the most or the earliest important game to the last important game, the national championship or the Texas game to the national championship. You know, we talked about the Texas game. We talked about how great it was all third and 17. What an iconic game for us. You know, Oh, we we're so good. Oh my gosh. I can't wait to like, to be honest, we didn't play that great in the Texas game compared to what we ended up playing. You know, compared to how we progressed. I was watching that game. I was like, you know what? Cause the whole, you know, it kind of went back and forth. And there was some, there was some doubt, you know, during the game of like, oh man, or is, is Texas going to be able to come back? Like it was not a dominant performance from LSU. And I, you know, when, when you actually, when you extrapolate the rest of the season, you see LSU where LSU ends up and you see where Texas ends up kind of shows maybe Texas wasn't as good as we all thought they were. But when you, when you rewatch that game and you think about it the, through like the lens of the entire season, all I saw were just, Man, we're missing a ton of opportunities here. You know, like we could we could have beat Texas by like forty points.
2: Yeah, so, hopefully we can uh, smack them up when they come to town this oh, year.
1: I'm, okay, guys, I just want to I just want to say this. Like, when for all our listeners out there, for everybody, uh, you know, it's it's going to be about we got about what how many months? Six months, Daniel? Eight months? Seven months? Oh, Less fully. than
2: that? Like five and a half?
1: Okay, five and a half months. I want you. I want all our listeners to start. To take your hands okay hold your hands up take your two middle fingers put them down now take the whole hand and put that down we're doing horns down all day all night I mean I want to I want every single person in burnt, burnt orange to see the hands down symbol coming from everywhere you know Sam Ellinger he says uh he says he remembers everyone who does the 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 honorable sign of horns down.
2: Yeah. He's going to pay you a late night
1: visit. <laughs> I, I hope he does. And I hope we get his phone number again and text him back, text him <laughs> like we did.
0: But yeah. Well, it's awesome though. Cause uh, LSU is, it wasn't just football. It's like we owned them in, we beat him in basketball. We beat him in baseball. So there was plenty of horns down. Uh, LSU owned them for this, this calendar year. Hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll continue to own them once, uh, once sports, Resumes in the fall. Yeah, hopefully. uh Yeah, there'll, there'll be some more horns down. Could you imagine ninety whatever thousand horns down and it'd Titus be like the champion? chomp
1: thing, like that that's two.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Well, he he's he's gone though, right? No, nah, he's, he's back. back. Oh, he's oh, back. He is he's back for okay. a tour? He, Good. Yeah, he's forgotten. forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. Other than that, um, I don't know. There wasn't too much you know, sports, sports related stuff coming out in the college ranks, but my goodness, the NFL has just been nonstop with their, with their transactions and, and news and all that stuff. I mean, I think the biggest of course would be, uh, you, you know, America's quote unquote golden boy, Tom Brady, leaving the Patriots and uh, heading down to Tampa Bay to play with the bucks. Um, i I'm, I think that's going to be, it's weird to see him in that. I, it was going to be weird to see him playing in anything, um, but it's just going to be weird to see him in a Bucks uniform. But uh, I am kind of excited about the prospect of him playing Drew Brees twice, at least for this next upcoming season. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see who who's going to play beyond that out of the two of those guys. But, you know, everyone's been wanting to see a Brady and Brees matchup, you know, mostly in the postseason. but at least we'll get it twice this year with the, uh, with the regular season schedule. So um, I just wanted to ask you guys really quickly about that. What do you, uh, you know, what what do do you think about Tom Brady coming down to the Buccaneers?
2: Uh, It's uh, going to be weird. I mean, Tom Brady and the, the Patriots and Bill Belichick, they are pretty much an institution at this point. And just to see him wearing anything other than, uh, the silver and red and Crisp blue
1: blue and red and white yeah
2: just as the, the snow falls at uh Gillette Stadium at Foxborough and then uh Robert Kraft comes out in his official Air Force Ones but um yeah it's gonna be weird wearing a, a Bucks uniform it's if you had asked me uh a year ago like say Tom Brady, he won't be on the Patriots anymore. I'd be like, uh, unlikely, but okay. And then they're like, what team is he going to play for? I think the Bucs would probably be in the bottom five, most likely.
1: No, totally. It made no sense to me at all because, like, you know, I texted, I put in our group message uh, the tweet that I saw. It was, like, an Adam Schefter, but it was actually a fake Adam Schefter account. And so I was like, oh, this is, like, just a troll. But then it turns out it's real. So it was very – I mean, it's very strange. I – I truthfully, I don't really get it. Like I don't I mean I obviously understand, you know, they got <clears throat> some good talent. They got Mike Evans. Uh don't they have uh who's their running back? They've got a good running back?
2: If, uh Ronald Jones is the running back. They got Chris Godwin, their numbers two wide receiver, who could be probably be a number one on most teams. Uh so he's got weapons. Uh, they just they, picked they up somebody too. They just
1: picked up another um, receiver.
2: Yeah, and then so We'll see how that goes for the Saints. It'll be fun to see Breeze battle it out. This might be a, a niche reference, but in the movie Up, when they got the uh, the two old guys like <laughs> fighting each other, <laughs> that's gonna be that's gonna be Breeze and uh, and Brady going out there, the the, the forty plus club. Is wah,
1: wah. Daniel just made a, an Up reference?
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can put me on freezing cold takes. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, that that take aged well. Well, well I guess we'll see you in the fall.
2: It didn't age as well as Tom Brady, but, uh, still doing pretty good. Um, I, I saw a, uh, a meme today as Tom Brady, he looks like he, his hair was like all done up. He had like gold grill on. It's like, he's oh, acclimating, I saw that. acclimating well to the, the Florida atmosphere. Um, but yeah, so we shall, uh, find out the Saints picked up Emmanuel Sanders, uh, at the wide receiver position. So hopefully that'll bolster breezes options. And welcome and, uh, back to
1: town, Malcolm Jenkins.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of that move, but he's a decent player at least. And I mean, he's a, yeah,
1: Daniel, says, Daniel says, I, I could play safety better.
2: <laughs> if I was a GM, it'd be like Moneyball. I'd be slashing and getting these bargain bin players to have like four straight, like first round playoff exits. And then you finally get the talent together to just have one Super Bowl push. And then there you go. Like PJ like take- Parker? Do it on a shoestring budget, and then I take the profits. But I don't. I don't think that's how football works. You can do that in baseball, but I don't think you can do that in football. Well, you might. (laughs) I might just have to split out a DB just to save some salary cap space.
1: (laughs) It's like Um, like in the old days, like in the old days of Major League Baseball when they had the player coach.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, I remember Pete Rose used to do that. Pete, oh, just really quick mention uh, the Buccaneers. In addition to signing Tom Brady. They uh, they also re-signed former LSU linebacker and former Tampa Bay Buccaneer Kevin Minter, so they're going to have two to three guys from LSU's uh, defense on there. They also have um, Devin White. Yeah, yeah. I think there's somebody else. Maybe maybe he's maybe he's gone actually. Uh, so yeah, that that was another s- small little transaction. Um, and I don't know. There, I imagine there might be you know some interest in one of the LSU guys because. Uh, New Orleans, their their offense is set. They, you know, they maybe they be looking at Grant Delpit or, or somebody like that to shore up their secondary, because that's I don't know that seems to have the most turnover on the Saints is that secondary, hence why mm-hmm. they're bringing back Malcolm Jenkins. But I don't know. I guess we'll see.
2: And then Teddy, uh, we didn't mention Teddy Bridgewater is gone now to the Panthers. Definitely. So. Uh, that's Official. a cross divisional rival. We shall see. Although they just brought on, um, I think you had mentioned uh, PJ, PJ yeah. from the uh, XFL. He was considered the number one prospect there. So we'll see if Teddy finally gets his starting spot. Well, I guess he started with the Vikings and the Saints, but in a in a limited capacity. But whoever shakes out there,
0: I know that'd be crazy, right? If they if they spend all this money on Teddy Bridgewater and then uh, this guy from the XFL comes over and takes his starting job. That's kind of like what happened with Matt Flynn when he went to the Seahawks. Remember, it's like he had this—he had some good shillings at Green Bay. Seattle signs him to this huge oh, contract, like seventy
2: million or something. Yeah,
0: and then they bring in you know Russell Wilson as kind of like a backup, and then he took over the job. And you know Matt Flynn, he's been pretty professional about. it. He's like, hey, whatever. You know, this guy's set for life. it's a I'm sure he'd want to play. Yeah, he'd want to play as opposed to ride the bench, but uh, that's. He's probably had the best career of any of any backup in NFL history, at least money wise. Um, I don't know. Were there any other transactions? You know, like former former, former Tigers or, or anything else that was? Uh, uh,
2: the got- only other like kind of big name. Well, there's a couple that got dealt, but DeAndre Hopkins kind of popped right at the beginning. He got dealt from the Texans to the, uh, the Cardinals, and a lot of people were saying that the Texans kind of got fleeced on that one. I think they only got like a either a second round pick maybe no they got a first round pick but yeah to trade the guy most people would say a top five receiver mm-hmm. to a cardinals offense that could use a big guy to go across from larry fitzgerald so um mm-hmm. give kyler murray a, a weapon so um sorry to the texans but i think that's mostly it yeah, yeah. smaller guys yeah. oh yeah so today um they announced that the olympics has been delayed uh sad tier from July or June of this year to 2021. Uh, So that's bad for Japan, bad for everybody. Uh, That's something a lot of people like to rally around and get into every few years. And then so that really kind of shows you the situation that we're in. But I guess I wouldn't want to be in that huge crowd of people either. And hopefully they'll be back and better than ever next year. But it is a little bit depressing to see, not to wrap it up with a sad note. But yeah.
0: No, but I mean, at least they're just postponing it a year as opposed to just doing away with it because, of, you know, all these athletes have put in all this time to, to train and get ready for it. And Japan has put in all this money into infrastructure and they've built all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, I think the the, the people that are affected most by this are the ones that bought up all these, uh, you know, they pre-sold all the all the all the uh, properties that were going to be the athletic dorms. It's like they I think pre-sold or pre-rented them all out. But now these people that thought they are going to be moving in after the Olympics, uh, Nope. Got to wait a year because they're going to be used just in 2021, not 2020.
2: Yeah. I think it is the the right move though. Um, Cause they were kind of the, one of the last big events that was like holding out hope I would say, because just to, to delay something like this is a huge deal, but I think it, is a better decision to say like postpone until next year. One, you don't want to say canceled because then that's just like the end of the world. And yeah. you, you can't really say, Oh, we're going to postpone it. And we're going to do it like in October, November, because that's when a lot of people think that uh scary moment that the coronavirus might be coming back like a second wave in the fall. Um, so you probably got to give it at least a year, but we shall see. I hold out hope that team
0: USA will will raise their flags again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um- uh, speaking of raising flags again, actually, no, that it has nothing to do with flags or, or raising. It was just. Uh, <laughs> did you guys see? Uh, what was it? It was yesterday, the day before. ESPN just turned it into the Ocho. The Ocho? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they completely owned that. And I, I loved it. And there's just the, the stuff that was on there. I think there was like rock skip or stone skipping or something. It was just. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, I think they've been doing I thought that was a great move. Yeah, I think they've been doing
2: that for a couple of years now. It's like one day a year they'll they'll switch to over to ESPN8 the Ocho from maybe dodgeball, but uh yeah, and just show like the wackiest stuff possible. I saw some highlights, yeah, the rock skipping. There was like a the electricians championship where they're like running their their conduit and their wires as fast as they can or something like that. But oh I think it's think it's good um give people a little little joke um and just give a shout out to all the the minor league sports out there if you can call them sports but it's mm-hmm. still
0: fun right um i don't know any anything else uh anything else before we start to wrap up i mean it's, it's kind of slim pickings right now
1: yeah i mean i guess just uh you know go support your local businesses they all need it we all we got the uh you know all these this is a tough time for everybody who's who's a small business cuz they're not going to be the ones who get bailed out so go to get your takeout and get your uh you know order stuff online from from local places help them out
2: yeah, yeah I, I agree expect- stay safe stay inside if you can wash those hands uh everything else we will see you next week though
1: we'll see you yeah. next week yeah we'll still be here even though the sports won't be here we'll be here so so tune in Um, there'll
0: there'll be something else to talk about talk about uh i'm sure the the ocho will probably have another showing of some some stuff we've probably never even heard of before um i used to like the they had these lumberjack competitions it was there was just crazy to watch how these guys would go up and down trees with spikes on their boots and i'm thinking i know i know my the linemen that live around here never never got up and down that quickly um, or the guys that would you just saw like right through a like a three or four foot diameter tree trunk, like it was butter with these high-powered chainsaws. Uh that and the cliff diving. That was always always fun to watch. Um, one other little thing I wanted to mention. Um, just it's social media related. I just saw it in uh University of Florida, kind of out of nowhere, just tweeted something about the 2016 game against oh yeah <laughs> you know what i'm talking about yes it's like it, they, they showed this highlight of them stuffing darius guys from this game a few years ago as i don't know they're like hey sports is dead let's let's bring back this great memory I'm like really that's, that's that's all you got you can no, just-
1: imagine uh, i saw i saw justin jefferson tweet he was like man they really they really just tweeted out a game from 2016 <laughs> mm hmm but mm-hmm. all the LSU players were posting highlights from uh from this past year, um the uh, the ninety thousand strong Gator Chomp and and uh, other other highlights like that. So yeah, Florida always does stuff like that. You know they think they're the real DBU and everything. But they'll be a tough team this year. I'm I'm you know I think that uh, I think LSU will have to be definitely be prepared for for that one.
0: Yeah, I don't know LSU, Especially going I mean, into the swamp. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And they will have uh, Kyle Trask again, which, you know, it's, I think we kind of downplayed a little bit, but he, you know, him coming back, that's, he's one of the few quarterbacks in the SEC that's going to have that, that seniority. Um, So they, they will not be an easy out, that's for sure, but definitely a silly tweet. I think if LSU, you know, the only response to that is to just cut to that picture of You know, either the confetti falling down at the championship game or just Joe Burrow sitting on a couch smoking a cigar. I mean, that's what else do you need to respond with besides that? Um, But uh, that'll pretty much do it for us here. Talking Tigs. Uh, Stay tuned over the next week. Um, Plenty of stuff's probably going to come out. I'm not sure what that's going to be just yet, but kind of like, you know, it's week to week. It's kind of like a flashlight right in front of our feet. We don't know until it's right there. So stay tuned. We'll have more stuff for you next week. We're here for you. Stay strong, Louisiana, but also stay indoors. Stay home and keep your crowds below 10, apparently. Um, But tune in next week and we'll we'll have some entertaining stuff for you. Take care and we'll talk to you next time on Talking Tigs.